Welcome back to another Q&A Friday episode brought to you by our friends at Inspection Manager who are always looking for ways to make the lives of property managers easier. Now I caught up with Robert from Inspection Manager recently and he had to listen to me gush about the e-card that property managers can send to their tenants to let them know when they've been to the property. Now I'm sorry for the earful Rob but I think it is a very simple thing that goes a long way with our tenants and not only is it good manners to let someone know that you've been in their home even if they knew you were coming but it also means as a property manager, you don't need to be carrying around anything extra with you. You can just send this e-card from your device. And if you want to know more about the fabulous features that Inspection Manager offer property managers, be sure to give Robert a call. He may just change your life. And today's question comes from a property manager who has a problem with vacating tenants refusing to provide access for leasing inspections. She says, we have issues with renters who are moving out, not allowing us to conduct open homes in the lead up to their vacate. They're either cancelling at the last minute or are just flatly refusing to give us access. Do you have any suggestions because owners are upset that we're not able to find them a new tenant before the old one moves out? Now, thanks for reaching out, Rachel. I actually do have some suggestions for this exact situation. But first, I have a question for you and any property managers listening to this episode who are experiencing similar issues. How well are you explaining this part of the vacating process to your tenants? Actually, let me rephrase that. At what point are you discussing how their last few weeks in the property will look? Okay, that's a conversation with the, the current tenant. That's what I'm talking about here. And if your answer is, well, we send them an email with a detailed checklist when we receive their notice, then I can tell you this is pretty much where you're going wrong. Likewise, if you say this is part of our onboarding process and we give our new tenants a booklet when they first move in, which outlines what will happen. And guys, it's probably not so much the information you're providing that's wrong, but more your timing and perhaps the method you're using to communicate this to them. Okay, so first off, let's me, let me say that the beginning of a tenancy is probably not the ideal time to go into depth about what will happen when someone is moving out. It's simply not where their headspace is. And yeah, sure, touch on this, but don't assume that just because you spoke about the process or gave a tenant the information in a booklet that they're going to read it or actually refer to it at any point during their tenancy. And like, Yes, there will be some personality types that definitely will, but then the chances are your process will have actually changed a little in that 12 months or perhaps the four years since they first received that document. And if you're using a digital version that gets updated regularly and is always current, then again, I don't want you to assume that someone will remember that they actually have this information at their fingertips. They're going to have to be reminded about it in a gentle way. And likewise, when someone provides their notice of intention to leave, I find that most property managers email a big, long checklist of all the things that have to do with their move out. And there's actually not much of a focus, if any, on the leasing process if the property is being relet. And those vacating emails are often sent with the purpose of making our lives easier, not necessarily the tenants, if you get what I mean here. Now, I know most of us find the end of a tenancy to be the most stressful part of the job. This time can be highly emotional and it's fraught with conflict and drama, and not just for us as the property managers, 
moving house is super stressful for the tenant and sometimes there's going to be a bit more going on behind the scenes rather than just a a simple relocation. There could be a a separation or a job transfer or a death or an illness. We don't necessarily know. And this period of time is also so stressful for the owner who wants to ensure that they have a new tenant moving in as quickly as possible so that, you know, they've got minimal interruption to the rent that they're receiving. So there's lots of big emotions happening with everyone concerned, which is why our communication needs to be on point. Yes, we do have legislation on our side, but when someone is not going to directly benefit from doing something, particularly when they're stressed and emotional about what's going on, they are not going to want to pay attention to the rules or they're going to sabotage you at every opportunity they can get. It will become their mission in life. And this is speaking from experience. It's very hard to lease a property when the vacating tenant insists on being in attendance at every inspection and sits on the couch and his jocks drinking beer and swearing at the television. It's kind of off-putting to prospective tenants, just to say the least. Now, Rachel, here are a couple of tips to help reduce the pushback from your vacating tenants about providing access for leasing. Of course, there's always going to be those personalities that cause us a little more grief than others. And you're definitely going to have to pick your battles with them. But I'm betting if you introduce these steps into your process, you will have way less drama and life will get easier for everyone involved. And the first step, and I know I've said this plenty of times, but when your tenant provides you with their notice to leave, pick up the phone and call them. Don't just send an email. This will give you an opportunity to find out why they are leaving and re-establish your relationship with them. Help them see that you're not the enemy and that you're actually here to help. And just like when someone is joining your agency, we pay careful attention to setting their expectations and explaining things as part of our onboarding process. Well, we need to do the same when we're saying goodbye. And while you're talking to them, you can then explain what the next few weeks will look like, that the owner is re-letting the property. So you'll be organising inspections with the prospective tenants during this time. Let them know when you'd like to organise the open homes. This gives them an opportunity to then let you know at this point how they feel about this. And they'll let you know what days are going to be a problem for them, that kind of thing. And if you have a leasing team, let the tenant know that they will be in contact to introduce themselves and they will be the ones to confirm the inspection times, that they're going to be conducting the actual inspections, not you, but that you're always there if they have any issues, okay, that you've got their back. Also, confirm those inspection times well in advance in writing. Not only does this ensure that you're meeting the requirements under legislation, but also adds a level of professionalism that the tenant will respond really well to. You can make them warm and friendly, maybe a little fun. Um, I know one office that includes a a coffee card to a a trendy cafe in their neighbourhood for their vacating tenants. Basically, they acknowledge that this part of being a renter you know, these last few weeks, it's actually pretty painful and that they appreciate their cooperation and they say, we'd like you to enjoy a coffee on us. Now, not every agency is going to be in a position to do this, but you might might be able to come up with another suggestion. Like you guys would have heard me speak about the fond farewell before. This is the kind of stuff I mean. And also this phone conversation is perfect for allowing you to identify earlier rather than later if someone's going to be a little difficult to deal with. If you anticipate issues, you can then give the owner 
basically the heads up and then create a plan accordingly rather than having to explain to them on Monday morning why nobody inspected their property over the weekend. And guys, if you do have a leasing team, ensure these introductions, the ones I'm talking about, are actually happening. Even if you don't have the manpower or capacity to have your leasing team physically pick up the phone and talk to every single tenant, you can certainly send an introduction via email or SMS from the leasing consultant that's warm and friendly and it provides their contact details. Now, most people are not going to use those details, but the fact that they have them, that they can reach out if they need to, is actually going to make them feel more comfortable with the process. And if you as the agency have given the tenant notice to leave, well, the communication with your tenant is going to be even more important in this situation, particularly if you're leasing the property while the tenant is still living there. Regular check-ins are super important. And if you do need to be a little hard-nosed about the process, you know, reinforce or, or what, what will I say, um, make sure the rules are stuck to, <laughs> I want you to be respectful and as professional as you can, okay? Also, if you're across your lease renewal, renewals like you should be, then you're going to know well in advance when a property is going to become available for lease, which means that you need to be mindful as to the timing of when you're advertising the property and then ensuring you have, you know, those touch points scheduled to speak with the tenants at the appropriate time. You can't treat everyone exactly the same. Now, I know I've got a lot to say about this topic and I am on my soapbox a little, but I do have one more thing to add. I want you to remember your manners. So things like using the SMS reminders that you can set up in your leasing software, they're the things that your tenants are going to appreciate. But then you also need to make sure that you don't continue to send them after their move-out date because that never goes down well. So, Rachel, I hope this helped answer your question. And, guys, if you have a question you'd like answered on the podcast, you can go to pmxsite.com and click on the free stuff tab. The bottom of the page, there is a section there where you can submit your question or you're most welcome to reach out to us on any of our social platforms. While you're on the website, if you haven't already done so, be sure to enroll in our mini course about getting more Google reviews and how to handle any negative ones that you may receive. I'll see you next week.